I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. If you wanted more, here's season four on the Connor, Connor and Smith Show. show. <laughs> oh, it's very legato. I know there was a lot of slurs. Yep, very smooth and connected. Thank you, legato. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking to Sean Thompson, who you may have seen uh, at Signature, in the Sunset Boulevard. As On the Broadway as the Sun in, in the, the Sunset, Sunset Boulevard. Boulevard. Or uh, he has an upcoming gig Friday night. There's only a few tickets left in D.C. It's a candlelight concert. Um, so we'll make sure we put the details in the description. And he also has a PBS concert coming up on March 6th, and so I'm telling you this, and you're going to hear it again in the thing, but we repeat these things so you'll write them down or remember. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Present. Hello. Sean, how are you? Well, hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. Yes, I believe we've met. Matt Connor, was it? Well, you you met the old Matt Connor, but you have not met the new Matt Connor. Right. Before and our the, producer, the event. Yes. Our, our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Hi there. How are you? I'm well. How are you? He got yeah. stuck with us the, during the pandemic, and we he, we didn't allow him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> they have a way of doing that. Yeah. yeah. Where are you calling from? I'm here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, the home of the Liberty Bell. That is right, Independence Hall. Yes. Democracy was born here. Are you originally from there? Yes, I'm originally from Northeast Philly. Not West oh. Philly. Not West Philly, born and raised, unfortunately, but I have lived there. <laughs> Sean, you have a gig coming up that is almost sold out, but we want to tell people about it. Can yes. you tell us a little, I know details are a little vague, but um, it is a candle show in DC. Tell us more. Yeah, well, hey, I've I... been to one of those shows before. <laughs> oh yeah, they look beautiful. I've never done one before. But yeah, it's a candlelight concert with you know fever original events, um, and basically they get cool venues and light it all up with um, little candles, create an environment, and provide you with some beautiful music. So the one we're doing there at uh, National City Christian Church uh, is called Broadway's Greatest Love Songs. It's just me and Hilary Morrow, who uh, is a DC local. Uh, she's a good friend of mine, and she needed a guy to sing with her. So it's the two of us with a with a pianist uh, singing Broadway's best love songs. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited. It's a lot of songs, everything from Hades Town to Oklahoma. It's not a fire hazard. I guess not. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I assume they have the proper permits. <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen them advertised a lot, but I've never actually been to one. Um, Sounds cool, I though. I won't grill you too much about the event, but is there any Gershwin? Someone to watch over me will make. Ah, is there any Cole Porter? Ah, oh, you know what? There's no Cole Porter. 
Oh, you could have gone totally off off book. Uh, <laughs> I could have. Even on uh, you're at the top. You you've also got uh, a fun little thing coming out the first weekend of March. Yes, on March sixth, uh, it's a concert on PBS, um, which is called "An Evening with Lerner and Lowe. and that's with the American Pops Orchestra. They have a new agreement with PBS. They're going to be producing all these um, concerts, either honoring um, composers of the present and the past, but also um, redoing scores from popular musicals. I think they've already done a Wicked in concert, if I remember right. So this is um, the Songs of Lerner and Lowe, and it's some pretty exciting people in it, like Jen Colella, Aaron Lazar. And somehow I ended up in the cast. I'm not really sure how that happened. But... And Bela Whitten. <laughs> and Bela Whitten, yes. Oh, gorgeous. She has a gorgeous duet with Aaron. We just spoke with Bela on the podcast, and we spoke with uh, Luke Frazier last the first season. So, oh, nice. Yeah, we we're, we love all the the TV concerts that he's putting out. They're wonderful. Yeah, Luke's a special boy. I'm a big now, fan you of were him. Just, you were just also doing a show here recently in Philly, right? Uh, yeah, just before the new year, I was doing a production of uh, The Little Mermaid. Right, 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 with right. With Diana. Yeah. With Diana Huey. Yes. You know, I've never seen that show. Oh, really? It actually was a really good time. I really the, enjoyed doing it. Is the mermaid always on wheels? <laughs> I think in the original she was. This uh, production was the tour that went around a few years ago. So redesigned. It's less about the Heelys and more about flying. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's designed to look, the whole set's blue, right? And it looks like you're under the sea. And so the mermaids swim by flying on fly lines. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. It was Well, it was it's time. the Disney version, right? It's the Disney version with the added songs from the Broadway show. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. We got shut down, unfortunately, a little early because of a little thing called COVID-19. It's so it's so nineteen. It's so nineteen. Let's, <laughs> let's get on with twenty-two, honey. You were growing up in Philly. What what was the um, what drove you to the arts? Um, what 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 was your kind of like arts journey growing up? You know, where I grew up, there was not a lot of art around at all. Real working class, blue collar. You know, everyone everyone played sports. And I tried every single sport imaginable and I would end up quitting. Or as my dad says, one time I said I was retiring from playing baseball. Of course you were. <laughs> you know me. Um, and so, well, you know, the first thing was I fell in love with Grease, the movie Grease. I was obsessed with it. And I ended up uh, producing my own little production of it when I was like nine in our garage with my little neighborhood friends. Amazing. We, all we did was did put the soundtrack tickets? on and sing along. Say what? <laughs> did you make little tickets and like sell tickets to the neighborhood? <laughs> you know, I think we might have. We definitely like set up, we had a bunch of couches and it was just our parents basically. So there was like eight people sitting on couches in a garage in Northeast Philly watching a bunch of kids sing along to a soundtrack and say they were doing a show. See, I actually think that that feels like either the opening of a film or the opening of another musical. What, the beginning of Magic Changes? 
no, no, just the beginning. I think the set of like, you know, a few couches in a garage. Feels oh, like, you know, it's like a, a different telling of like, you know, the dra the drowsy chaperone, but you know, the story of Sean Thompson. Wow, I love that idea. You know, I've always wanted to do a '90s musical. I love '90s like alternative rock music, and I can see that being a good setting for that. What um, is their video most importantly? Of the grease, you know, yeah. I, I don't think there is. My dad has a habit of throwing everything out. He doesn't save anything. He's like the opposite of a hoarder. So I have a <laughs> feeling it, it probably is in a landfill somewhere at this point. <laughs> so after the huge success of Grease in the Garage, yeah. um, what, what was the next steps for you? Let's see. I, I was kind of a bookworm. Um, I like to read, you know, books and short stories and things like that. And uh, in seventh grade, I had a teacher, Mr. Skudar, who, he figured out that I liked Broadway musicals. So he used to give me these little quizzes. He would write the name of a song and I had to answer what show it was from. And this is in 1998, so I couldn't just look at my phone, you know. And, uh, and then I would hand the quiz back to him and he would tell me, <laughs> <laughs> which were correct, which were incorrect. And that's how I learned about so many different musicals. Anyway, in his class, we were reading um, a short story called The Landlady, which I'm having trouble remembering the plot of at the moment, but it's kind of like arsenic and old lace. There's an older woman who lives in a creepy house and she takes boarders who never seem to come out of the house again. And uh, I had the idea to adapt that short story into a play. My friend Jesse Westergam and I had this idea. And so we took it to Mr. Skudar and he said, well, why don't you adapt it and you could do it at the next PTA meeting. <laughs> so we did. And uh, the, the PTA meeting was in the auditorium where there was a, a stage. So we did a full, uh, <laughs> I think it was maybe a 30 minute, like one scene, probably just the two of us. Um, of our adaptation of The Landlady. So Amazing. that was cool, yeah. And then I would say in high school, you know, I really found the musicals and uh, my high school was doing Jekyll and Hyde and I loved the book, Jekyll and Hyde. And I thought, why don't I try out? And I got into the ensemble. I sang one line in the opening number. Would you like to hear it? Yes. <laughs> I sang right down to their boots. That was my big solo. <laughs> and that was it. Um, then I was hooked and I've been doing theater ever since. I just so. wanted to bring up that if you do try to remount the landlady, that I would love to audition. <laughs> I think you'd make a great landlady. Yeah. Well, I just think that I've I, now that I'm older i have uh i can really bring some experience to it uh, <laughs> i was just saying to you when we got cut off that um i think ryan when he did the show uh jekyll and hyde at toby's dinner theater maybe the previous or after line of your solo which was they're all in cahoots oh yes the, the yeah. tenor line they're all yeah. Yes, that would be your solo too, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. The honk and tenor line. <clears throat> never, never uh, got to do that one. Um, 
okay so Jacqueline Hyde so we're mm-hmm. we're getting through high school what what's after high school for you let's see um I'd say about halfway through high school I started doing more theater even like outside of school because I was hooked you know like community theater and you know I did a, a production of West Side Story that they called semi-professional <laughs> I guess someone was getting paid. I was not. Um, you know, but I started branching out. I knew I wanted to go to school for it. So I um, tried to go to NYU and I didn't get in. And so I went to my fallback school, which was Temple University, where my friend Laura Rooney was going already. So I, you know, basically applied on her recommendation. And... Yes, went to college for, I got my BA in theater, um, and I was also an English major, uh, double major. Yeah, so in, you know, in college, I showed up as a musical theater kid in a non-musical program, you know, strictly acting. And I uh, didn't know what to do with myself, but I'm so glad that I landed in that program, honestly, because I learned how to act a little bit. And sometimes musical theater, <clears throat> not a lot of that's going on. So, <laughs> um, and I got a, you know, more well-rounded sort of theater education, got to direct a little bit and, um, write a little bit, you know, so yeah, I went to Temple University in Philly. And the next thing after, uh, college was probably doing more, more professional shows around Philly, right? Yes. I think when I was 20, I booked my first equity gig in Philly at the Wilma Theater. I was in the chorus of a play they were doing, um, Bertolt Brecht's play called The Life of Galileo. And I was either 19 or 20. And I got my, you know, Equity Membership Canada card. Back then yes. you needed 50 weeks to join the union. Now, Don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> right? I'm like, that is not fair. It's not. And then, uh, and, then, and then you, of course, went around regional theaters and did some stuff. But basically, you've now landed yourself on the Broadway. Uh, yeah, 2017. I landed on the Broadway so, in the revival of Sunset Boulevard. Which we first met you doing the 2010 production of Signature with Flo Lacey. Absolutely. We had um, the best time ever. Oh, my God. Who's your favorite Norma of all time? That I've worked with or of all time? All time. Just of all time. Because I've done the show three times is why I asked. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> um, my favorite Norma of all time is going to be Glenn Close. I, I'm going to have to say, you know what? I would fuse Glenn Close and Flo Lacey. Yeah. Okay. Because to hear it sung like Flo, belted face. You guys remember we were standing on stage when she was singing as if we never said goodbye. Oh my God, just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know, and Flo's Norma is so different than Glenn's, which I love. I but wish fierce. I had a video recording from my moment of being hog eye above her. Oh, yes. I was up in the, the only catwalk. person in the world to watch that moment when the spotlight hit her. Oh. And the spotlight also hit my paycheck. And <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so Sean, oh. I just know, like, what happens when you go into a Broadway, you know, theater to do a show on the Broadway? I mean, clearly, 
do you walk in and feel like, oh my God, this is it? Or do you walk in and go backstage and go, are you kidding me? This place is filthy. Or like, <laughs> what's, it, what's it like to be on Broadway? Well, when I got over my imposter syndrome, which I definitely had for the first few weeks, because you just go like, I, what am I doing here? How am I in the same room as, as these people, as Glenn Close and Jim Walton and all these amazing people? You have to get over that first, you know? Um, but slowly I realized that doing a show on Broadway is doing a show like every right. other show. Uh, it just has a little more money behind it than say, you know, your standard regional theater, but you know, otherwise, um, it's just like doing a show and the palace theater as, you know, illustrious as it may be is, is filthy. <laughs> it's exactly what you said. It's an old theater. You know, we, our green room was in the basement and it was like a, dirty old basement in the middle of Times Square. Well, I remember at one point being backstage at the Nederlander with Melissa Etheridge Whoa. In, the, in the wings. And I thought to myself, oh my God, this is what a Broadway backstage looks like. This place is filthy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're old buildings. Yeah. You know, right now they're they're raising the Palace Theater up like two or three floors above Times Square. So I bet you it's going to be very nice when they're done the full renovation. Yeah. I otherwise, just, you know, these buildings haven't been touched in years. I just read that where the Winter Garden used to be back in the day before it was a theater, uh, uh, like a big old horse stable. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the reason it kind of has this sort of barn-like feeling to it. Did that smell, Definitely. which never went away. No, no, that, that was because of cats. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so do you have your eyes and your heart set on something else that's coming in the pi pipeline um, that you can talk about, or are you just kind of waiting to see what happens after everyone opens up? I, uh, I wish I could talk about um, what's next, but at the current moment of us talking, I cannot. I wish I could, though. Um, but th there's some irons in the fire. Um, you know, I've got, I've got some spring work and I've got some summer work so far. And I'm, you know, it's starting to feel like we're back to, dare I say, quote unquote, normal. Because uh, it's obviously not the same thing that it was. But, but it's starting to feel busy again, put it that way, which I'm very grateful to be able to say. Um, you know, but these days it's it's literally day to day in terms of planning. It seems, you know, everything's just changing all the time. And, you know, theaters are closing completely out of nowhere. Shows are deciding to, you know, shows, shows are getting a green light for, you know, two weeks from today. And they have to like cast it in two weeks. So everything's a little day to day right now. Um, but the pieces are starting to come back into place, which is really nice to be able to say. Yeah. Sean, um, you and I share something as in we both got to play Edgar Allan Poe at Creative mm -hmm. Cauldron, yes. directed by Matt. Mm -hmm. um, you, what what year was that? I couldn't remember. Is it 2011? Um, yeah, I want to say 11. 2011, and mine was what, 2018, Maddie? Uh-huh. Seven years. Um, mm -hmm. That uh, that show, and I know I'm biased because you know, it's it's this this house. But uh, that show creates such a sense of family amongst its cast. Um, yes. 
that's quite it forges very strong friendships uh where they exist before um and it's really interesting always fascinated with that every show is its own kind of machine and be there's something about the tight-knit family of nevermore that really um is magical um mm -hmm. absolutely and, and, i mean did you find that with your cast I did, and I think first I'll I'll say like it just speaks to the writing that it's it, the writing so focused on relationships in that show, mm -hmm. which is why it's so um, such a gratifying show to do. Um, you have no choice but to bond with everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and so yeah, I mean, my cast like well, Priscilla, of course, our our lovely friend Priscilla Cuellar, but it's not her last name anymore, is it? She is since uh got married but yeah like you know i love my priscilla so much and and she played my mom and i think there's something to that you know i remember a magical day where we all went to margie's house and took out the uh boats the little yes. um what are they called canoes Ki canoes yeah Pontoons. <laughs> just around the river bend <laughs> And and there's photos of it somewhere, but I just I remember that being just magical out on Lake Oh, it's awesome. Um, but but I, you know what's funny about Priscilla and you mentioning her getting married? That was one of the like last things we got to do before the lockdown was go to her wedding in Baltimore. Oh, I know. And it's like first of all, we went to Baltimore. Like we never go anywhere. Hubbard. <laughs> Hubbard is now her last name. Kyle Hubbard. Hubbard. That's right. Cupboard. Like the telescope. Well, but <laughs> combine the telescope with a cupboard and then you're... you're oh, good. cupboard. I see. Yes, cupboard. <laughs> How was the wedding? Was it beautiful? Oh, God. It was so unique because it was at a museum. Oh. It was like a, a museum of industry. So there was all kinds of different stuff about like manufacturing and like there were cars. There was a little movie theater that played a movie about them. Yeah. Aww. It was very unique. It was very Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, nice. There are beautiful photos of them that it was right by the harbor um, and the Domino Sugar factory is in the background and you can see the red neon of the Domino Sugar sign in there. Um, like their big wedding photo of the two of them by the harbor. It's beautiful. You know, I think I've seen those pictures on yeah. the Facebooks. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Well, I'm looking at the time and I know that you have another commitment, but um, so Sean, this uh, concert that's coming up is on Friday night? This Friday night, uh, the 11th at oh. six, uh, I, I believe it's 6.30 and nine. There are two performances, okay. about an hour long. And it's going to be beautiful. Um, then your concert on TV is March 6th. Yes, that's March 6th at 6.30 p.m. on your local PBS station. Okay. I've never been able to say this, so I'll say it now. Check your local listings. Uh, I love that. <laughs> Sean, if people want to follow you, where do, where do people, can people follow you at? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at one Sean Thompson. That's one spelled out. Sean spelled the Irish way. And Thompson with a P, one Sean Thompson. Okay, great. Well, thank you for uh, chatting with us, buddy. Uh, good luck in this concert. We wish you all the best and keep in touch. Don't be a stranger. Thank you so much. It's great to hear your voices. Yes, yeah, we love you. Great we'll, to hear you. We'll talk to you soon. 
All right, love you. Bye. 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 Thanks, Sean, and make sure everyone uh, tries to get tickets for that Friday night, this Friday night uh, concert, or tunes in on PBS March 6th. Yeah, we can't wait. Yes, absolutely. Um, if you want to Very learn, exciting stuff. It's, it, it, it is indeed. If, if you want to learn more about us, please check out www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok under Connor and Smith. Again, with an ER. Can't say it enough. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe to this episode. It really helps us out a lot. Share it with your friends. And, uh, yeah, um, the Olympics are still on, and it's it's uh, uh, nerve-wracking. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very scary. You just think that someone's going to fall at any time, and it all looks very um, dangerous. It does. I don't know. Something about the Winter Olympics that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, all right, well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye!